Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is going on? It's your boy, President Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another movie dojo review episode. Hanging out with with the, with your boy is uh, my brother from another mother. That's right. Director, filmmaker, martial artist, stuntman. He's done it all. He has done it all, my friend. That's right. The director so of Lost, Lost Phoenix, which you guys can watch right now on Tubi, or you can show some support and pay for it to rent it or, or own it on Amazon Prime. But you can watch it for free right now on Tubi. So make sure you guys check out Lost Phoenix. James Couchet, welcome back to the channel, brother. Good to be back, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Good to, good to have you back. And uh, oh, hold on. Let's see uh, what badasses we got in the house. Psych Long is excited. Oh, yeah. J.S. Brown throwing it up, flexing it. There we go. Greetings. Greetings, J.S. Brown. Good to see you. And I got to give the shout out to all the certified badass channel members. There they are. Sexy Sumo, John Bonney, the Entertainment Headquarters. That's right. John Young, Adam Evans, and Damo. Good to see you guys returning back as channel members. So just to remind everyone, I'm going to bring up a little screen share here. Because I think we're missing one more badass here. Hold on. Let me bring it up here. There, there There's all those legends right there. Got to get the shout out out there. There he is, Lone Wolf. Shout out to Lone. There he is, Lone Wolf Ronin. <laughs> there we go. So just to remind everyone uh, who were previously channel members on the channel, I appreciate all the support. Thank you guys so much, especially our patrons over there on Patreon. But just a quick reminder, Samurai Guy had to make some changes and update the perks and the tiers to give you guys more content for your money. And I actually lowered the tier prices. That's right. So uh, once I had to do that, it kind of got rid of everyone and reimbursed everyone. So I'm just sending a reminder. I posted this on social media and everywhere. Uh, but if you guys are unaware, if former channel members, if you're unaware, it is back. We are live. It's up and running. So come on back uh, and let's party, baby. Yeah. Come on back to experience some exclusive content here on the channel. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you guys. We got some, we got some awesome stuff coming up soon uh but yeah james we had a blast with you last year on the channel man talking about your career and it was so fascinating and that's it we we, we became brothers we became best <laughs> friends instantly but yeah man how was your weekend so far it was good man it was really good just um basically trying to like tell everyone to go see lost phoenix on tubi but also i'm not gonna lie man this this last month might have been one of the best months for action movies dude Dude, you Dude. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you right now, man. Like, I think you nailed it. Cause uh, I mean, especially for January, because let's yeah. be honest, majority of the time, you know, it's it's always the fuck you, it's January month where people <laughs> just like, all right, we we it's probably not gonna make any money during the summer. We're, we're we don't have any confidence in it. Fuck it, let's release it in January. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, like what you got, like mayhem, yeah, e keeper, one more shot, uh 60 minutes. Well. Well, we'll get yeah. Yeah. Then Layers of Lies came out. Yes. In the middle of that, my movie came out. I'm like, that's right. Like, damn. It's like I I was accidentally a part of something. It's like small part of something amazing. But yeah, Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever, if or when we'll ever see another month like this, where it's just stacked with action especially january yeah yeah i still haven't seen 60 minutes yet on netflix have you have you heard of 60 minutes 
I, I've seen I've seen like clips of it. The fights look good. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's like a run run Lola run with mar- with badass martial arts fight scenes. That's what I heard. I mean, <laughs> it's that, very similar. A sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you guys check out uh, again Lost Phoenix, but Layers of Lies. Shout out yes. to Ramen. Uh, I was I couldn't find it anywhere, but then it's not on Amazon Prime, but actually on Google Play and YouTube, I was able to rent it and show my support. But yeah, check out uh, Layers of Lies. Yes, yes. There he is. Hey. Made it just in time. We can go in order now, brother. <laughs> awesome. We can go in order. We can set it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hold hold on a second. Uh, what's going on, Bruce? Good to see you, brother. Uh, yes, I did a trailer reaction on the oh, channel. Yeah. You, probably, you probably missed that, my friend. It looks uh, so good. But yeah, let's go. Twenty twenty four year of action. James was just mentioning how already, dude, this year is like insane. And I think I seen. Um, uh, well, when I did the monkey monkey man trailer reaction, I, I said at the end, I was like, dude, I have an, a small inkling that this year might kick last year's ass. Already, like January, there's yeah. a lot of good movies. Yeah, for or a sure. lot of action movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's good to see you, man. I'm glad you're able to make it. So we can go in order now. <laughs> but I apologize up front, guys. Uh, your boy is under the weather. Uh, but uh, I have my two legends here that'll help me get through the reviews here. So I appreciate you guys showing up. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and stop the lollygagging. And let's get into the first film of, of the night. One more shot, uh, directed by <laughs> James, James Nunn. Directed by James Nunn. Uh, here's a quick oh, just, a remi- just a reminder, guys. This is a spoiler review for all three of these films. Spoiler review, plot synopsis following the attack on the black site in Poland. Navy SEAL Jake Harris is ordered to escort ter- terrorists, support Amen Mansur to Washington, D.C. for interrogation. All right, and it stars your boy, Scott Atkins, Michael J. White, the legendary sniper himself, Tom Berenger. That's right. And uh, many other talented stuntmen and uh, badasses here. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and... uh... (laughs) Oh, Bruce, you're going to hate this review. (laughs) Oh, man. You're going to hate this review right now. I'm letting you know, man. Hey, I'm excited. That you're excited for the for the third one. All right, but let's go ahead and get into it here. So me and uh, Matt, we actually watched this movie together. Uh, but, you know, virtually, we watched it together. Uh, your boy did show support and pay to watch it because we love us some actions. And we always support independent cinema here on the channel. Uh, all I got to say is, you know, I really enjoyed the first one shot. Did you enjoy the first one shot, James? I did. I did. It was a it was a pleasant surprise, man. It kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, it honestly it just kind of was like came out during this, you know, the the kind of this weird drought thanks to the pandemic. Yeah. But um, yeah, just like James Nunn been kind of following his stuff for a while. The guy's a really, really great technical director. And the yeah. stuff that he attempted in the first one is impressive. And then to see the stuff he attempts in the second one, it's like yeah. his it's like his, his. I don't know how you guys feel about felt about the movie, but I I felt like the, the he raised his game a lot for the second mm. one. Mm. Um, just based on the way he presented things, the way he was shot, the fact that there's more hand to hand combat in the game. In the the game, it's so much like a video game. It feels <laughs> like feels like when to talk like that. 
Uh-huh. But um, also just like, I want to say this one more shot kind of looks more like a movie. Like it looks more cinematic than the first one did. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. Me and yeah. Matt enjoyed the the new location, the whole airport. Uh, we enjoyed that new location. That different awesome. settings. Yeah. And like passing the camera out of a moving vehicle, uh, which is like, okay, that that's that's some cool like raid two stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. 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 Also, like, yeah, we're just gonna put the camera on the descender and like send it down like a level. It just com- full that was great. The stairwell. Yeah. That, that was, was great. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember telling Matt, I was like, yo, you see this, bro? This is awesome. <laughs> you know, because we've heard we've heard from some other sources that pe- people were like action blog site sources that they were disappointed. And we were all I gotta say is me and Matt were enjoying the first half of this movie so much that we felt like we were on a ride. Yeah, like, dude, this is great. Yeah, and and it was like, and we kept saying to each other, we're like, dude, why are people, why are people not liking this? This is great. This is what we want. This is what we want. Oh, oh, it comes, it comes later, and then we're like, God damn it! But we'll get to that. Said like, is this gonna be like another Silent Night? I was like, oh no. Right, right. (laughs) But uh, hold on, I got, I got to show the screen. I got to, I got to show images now, just to kind of make people understand. Right now. On Tubi, Lost Phoenix, baby. Make sure you see it. This movie is legit. I wonder who said that. Who said? That? I wonder who said that. Some, some, some badass said that. Thank <laughs> um, you. Check it out. And I, you know, we're we're so like, you know, I'm under the weather, man. Uh, I'm like, I'm all over the place. So I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta introduce you. I didn't formally introduce you, filmmaker, director. That's right. From Rage Peaks at Night, baby, award-winning series, Rage Peaks at Night. Matt Merritt, good, good to have you here. <laughs> gotta make sure I can't forget. Can't forget. <laughs> I gotta show the love back. All right. So anyway, yeah, like right in the beginning, we were like, dude, we love the new setting. Uh, this is great, dude. Fucking Tom Berenger is the shit. Always great. He, what, what, uh, what's his name again from Platoon, Matt? Uh, Barnes. Barnes, that's right. Yeah, I oh, I'm like, is this Barnes? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you love Barnes. And again, uh, when she, you know they're, they're they're trying to escort the gentleman from the first film, and things seem a little shady. And then when the shit hits the fan, and all these dudes show up to capture him, the action is great. Again, uh, we were loving this. We're like, dude, we feel like we're on a roller coaster. Like, this is so much fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, I mean, James, you probably differ from us. It's all good. All different. I, 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 I might be the, like the defender of this, but I, I'm, I'm totally cool with being that guy. Hey, no, defend it, brother. All, all opinions are welcome. We're, we're all <laughs> friends here. Now, this character is introduced. <laughs> and as soon as we see this character, literally, Matt is Matt is a witness. As soon as I saw this character, I was like, oh, she's evil. She's one of the villains. <laughs> Immediately. Look at how she look at her, look at her face. Look at how she's dressed. Look at her mannerism. Girl neck. Immediately, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's a bad guy. I'm like, it's too obvious. It has to be uh, Barnes. Um, right. And especially they, they try to make her a red herring, especially later when she starts getting interrogated, you know, uh, and she's like, you know, un- un- <laughs> this actress, I'm sure, 
has probably done amazing work that I have not seen yet. But this character that she's playing, if you even want to call it a character, uh, you know, the more she spoke, the worse it got uh, for me and Matt. And it was just kind of like, oh, man, it's, this is no, no, like, stop talking. No, 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 no. This is not good. But they try to do a swerve. They try to make her a red herring. And then later, when, when shit hits the fan, and there was a perfect zoom in on Tom Berenger when he was sitting down. Yes, and that's what I thought was out there. I'm like, and then Matt was like, here's the swerve. Hmm. Here's the swerve. Tom Berenger's the villain. Nope, he gets shot in the head. And she was the villain the whole time. Hmm. And I was like, oh, why did you do that? Why did you do that? You had an opportunity there. Hey, what's up, Kevin? All the way from the UK. Good to see you, brother. I was like, you had an opportunity to do something different because it was so obvious, especially the way she was acting. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this actress is probably amazing in, in other stuff. She's always at the edge of the camera, but, like giving that look. Right. But it was just like, okay, all right, she was the villain the whole time. Now, this is where the movie starts to lose me. When Michael Jai White shows up, me and Matt virtually <laughs> sat up and we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Here we go, son. It's beginning. It is here we <laughs> fucking go. Michael mm -hmm. Joe White is amazing. I met him in real life. He has that. He has that presence. You know, uh, when he shows up, you're like, oh, it's about to get real. It's he's about to go down, right? Oh no, he's gone. No, bye, Michael J. White. He's gone for pretty much the, the the entire film. We forgot he was in the movie. We <laughs> forgot he was in the movie when he showed yeah. up later. And and guess who the main villain remained? The main antagonist, this character right here, ended up being the. And this was a huge, in my opinion. There's a lot of people out here that that love that, that like this film. I've seen the I've seen the the I, I am one of them. comments. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm glad I, you I enjoyed give, it. Yeah, I, I will give you guys this. Yeah, she, dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. She kind of has a little little girl voice. Yes. Yes. In an action movies like this just doesn't feel. Yeah. I don't know. Like it. The there was not really much like an intimidation factor there. No. Yeah. Um, I didn't her. I, I remember when we got to the Michael Jai White scene. Like he's going to be in this scene, and we're not going to see him again forever. I thought that because like yeah, this seems like they probably had him for like a day or two. But I will give them this like. They didn't. The Michael kind of left, but then you had Aaron Tony, who was fantastic in the movie. That guy basically kind of like was the heavy for a lot of the movie, and he really did carry a lot of his fights with Atkins. You're talking about this guy, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was great in the film. Best but, fight in the but, movie, actually. Yeah, he he. Yeah, this actor is great. I'm glad you brought up his name. He was fantastic in the movie, but the our problem is not with him. I know. Our problem I know. is what we're, we're going to get to a little bit later leading up to it. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, you nailed it, James. It's just the the voice, it just, it didn't work. Like if she was just a side minion to the main antagonist, fine, you know, but it just, it just was so disappointing. And it I was so maybe disappointing. Martial artists, like maybe the yes. sick fight, like we maybe. were. I was waiting for that, but yeah, we were we were willing to forgive the character mm -hmm. and the performance if she was this amazing physical martial arts stunt woman. We were willing, but that didn't even happen. Yeah. And uh, throughout the whole movie, me and Matt were naming other 
amazing female actors that could have played this part. Amy Johnston. Like just so oh, Maria, Maria Maria Tran could have been a great villain in this. Like you really could have. We were naming off so many names. Mm -hmm. Ty White's uh, wife. I, I forgot her name right now. Dude, Gillian. 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 Oh yeah, Gillian. yeah. Gillian. Gillian that would have been awesome. Gillian would have killed it. Uh, yeah, I kind of wonder like what was the thought process in, exactly. in that casting because they they really did such a great job on everybody else. Yeah, and right. Then they like then, but the thing is like she played such a major role in the film that like yeah, this feels like this was a miscast and. Like you said, if she had been a side character or if right. she'd been like a hench person, then Fine. yeah, that'd be one thing. But she was like the antagonist. She Monologue. killed Tom Berenger. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. She had like how many monologues? Right. Yeah. Nightwatch, what's going on, brother? He says, What's up, fat? How many subs do you have now? We're almost a 30,000, brother. Man, it's been a while since I checked. Well, it's good to see you, man. Good. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mikulowski, good to see you, brother. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Jakarta. Yeah, man. Represent Jakarta, son. Uh, but up to up to this point right here, we were mm -hmm. digging. We were in like Flynn, and we were like, "Dude, we are getting what we want out of a one-shot sequel." Loses that fight. I love it to see a hero lose. Yeah, early in the movie. right after Scott Atkins goes over this banister, it's over. The movie goes off. It's over. <laughs> it's it's over. We now, for some strange reason. And we had to do some research, James, because we are so mm -hmm. puzzled. And uh, I've reached out. When I did the trailer reaction, I was so pumped and excited for this movie. Yeah. Remember, trailers show tidbits. They don't show fight scenes in there in its entirety. Right? Look at I always use Expendables 4. Look at the fight in the trailer with Statham and Eco, and then watch the fight uninterrupted. It's mm -hmm. totally different. Okay? So I was excited. I even reached out to James. I reached out to the director. I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited. I love One Shot. I would love to have you on the podcast and talk about one more shot. I was so excited because I love Scott Atkins and my Michael J. White. Those guys are my heroes. After this review, I'm sure he's probably not going to ever come to my show. But you know what? It's okay. It's I all love right. Eliminators. Scott, Scott Atkins and Michael J. White, I may be blacklisted from interviewing Ooh. them from now on. But you know what? Hey, the best of the best make stuff fans don't like. All right? Yeah. Steven Spielberg, one of the greats, has made movies where eh, kind of dropped the ball, you know. So it's just it's it's not you know we're still fans of these guys after this movie. I will still support Scott Atkins and, and Michael J. White. And I was, this I, was still the third I just I oh. just I just interviewed the director from The Island, Michael J. White Jillian movie, which I enjoyed. That was a nice that was a, a very entertaining crime thriller. See, I'm still a fan. But I got to be honest on my channel, man. I got to be honest. So literally, right after Scott Atkins go over this, great shot of him falling too. And Matt, you called it. You're like, dude, this is good, man. This is so good. For some strange reason, once we enter the room of padding, <laughs> the room of padding. I felt like I was in there for days. Yeah. This felt like 30 minutes. And it felt like we were just in circles. It almost felt like they were ad-libbing, you know. Uh, you forgot because, that Scott Atkins was in the room. We're like, where's Scott? Like, yeah, Scott Atkins is in disguise in this room while they're interrogating mm. the hostage. The second want, time, actually. They want, yeah. Yeah, because we, we we go in the room. We're there for a while. Then we leave the room. Then we go back to the room of padding. <laughs> 
for another 20 minutes of dialogue that's just, okay, can we just get to it? Now, I get it. I get it. You got to pad the movie to, to make a certain amount so it's an actual feature. Yeah. But, dude, you got to make it interesting if we're going to sit in here for 20 to 30 minutes. Like, this is literally the room of padding. Like, if Michael and, Jai White was doing those monologues, I would be into it because he's a good actor. And I just I like hearing him. With her, she just kept going and going. And yeah. And she kept repeating the same. Like, yeah. she just, that's why I kind of felt like she was ad libbing. And they may have been ad libbing. But going back to the, going back to the director, yeah. If he if hell freezes over and he actually wants to be on my show, I will give him the stand and let <laughs> me know if there was any behind the scenes shenanigans because I will always view a movie differently once I find out the behind the scenes stories. So, you know, I've that's happened before. I watch a movie and I'm just like, oh my god, what happened? And then I talk to the director or producer and they let me know and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even know that. That makes sense. So, you know, James, if you're watching this, which I'm sure you're not, uh, <laughs> come on here and, and let us know what happened, okay? So anyway, the room of padding. But yeah, go ahead, James, before we continue. I mean, the worst, I, I, I agree. That scene really, like, that that whole scene hit the brakes in the movie, which is, sucks because the, the dude and his wife, I was really into those characters. Like, you really, they did a good job of making you care about those people. And, like, you cared about, like, oh, yeah, this dude somebody used all of his, his pain and his anguish and his anger to like right. basically trick him into making this bomb for them. And that was neat. That was really neat. Yeah. Maybe if this scene had been like two or three minutes, but instead it was like almost 10 minutes of just, Oh my God. Of just felt like what felt like ad lib dialogue. Like yeah. that, yeah, that brought the whole thing to a screeching halt, but yeah, I will say momentum. Yeah. Go ahead. It did kind of pull it back. Once Scott went after went went after her, they're on the train. They're fighting like he gets into a fight with Aaron Tony on this train that's moving at full speed. Apparently, that train was actually moving. Okay. Oh wow. Then he gets to have like you know fight with with you know with Mike, and then this very kind of like the ending when he like gets on the plane, stops her from detonating the bomb. Like that's great, but it kind of felt like uh, it didn't feel like an ending. It felt like a breath. It's like okay. We're gonna exhale for a second, and that's gonna lead into movie three. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree that scene. That that scene really, really needed to be shortened. They just absolutely yeah. like murdered the pacing, and they right. kind of got it back. But yeah. if they had been able to nail that scene, this would be classic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. But here's where we'll we'll probably differ just a little bit, James. Yeah. I was disappointed with the action after this too. And, and here's, here's the thing, like, right when he, like after this and he goes, Scott goes to rescue the wife, right? He fights the bald headed guy. Mm -hmm. When that fight was over, I asked Matt, I was like, dude, what was wrong with that fight scene? What's wrong with it? And we went back and watched it again. And for some strange reason, up to this point, the fights have been filmed very well, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And for some reason, with that fight, the camera became even more shaky, and the camera really stopped showing what was actually happening to where you're wondering, oh, okay, I guess Scott won. Yeah. 
I was like, what, what happened there? And then another thing that stood out, what was bothering us was the sound design, man. Why was, why? You said it too. You're like, something seems off with the sound, like the gunshots. And I'm like, oh, they have silencers, suppressors. But then as the movie went on, it was the same thing. And then when we watch one shot after to compare the sound design, one shot, yeah, knives or when, guns just had more impact. When it's, Scott you know, is in for the first one shot, when he's tearing through bodies, you you hear it. And then this one, it's like it's like yeah. really quiet. And for some reason, when when the when the when the hits, when the hits are quiet, yeah, that lessens the impact of the fight. And it kind of and that fight felt repetitive. Knee, knee, elbow, throw, knee. It was just something was just off. And I feel like I, I just talked to the Ray Two uh, sound designer. He gave me some notes, and he said like clothing is huge. Like having the yeah. clothing before the impact really sells the impact and the speed. And I felt like in this, it didn't do that. Yeah. So that was, yeah, go ahead, James. That that was actually something I that I learned a lot about on Lost Phoenix was the sheer amount of time I spent laying like clothing sounds of like sleeves yeah. and pant legs. It does. And it does. It, dad, it does add a lot. But now, now you mentioned it like, yeah, there were some of the fights in the movies where it did feel like the impact wasn't there. Like the moves, the, it felt like they were being a bit more gentle when they were. Yes. Which, that makes sense. Yes. Um, I kind of wonder, like, maybe did they try to cut frames? Because that's a good way to work around that. Did right. it just not work? But right. it also, yeah. it did kind of have that Tim Manness to the fight scenes where they're maybe a little too slick looking at times. Yeah. Maybe a little bit too chor too choreographed looking Nailed as opposed to. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, like there's a scene where he's fighting Scott, uh, Michael Jai White. And like he gets up, and it's so it's like he just got up because the script it, didn't, it wasn't like a move for him to get up. It was just like I'm up now. Yeah, so we we were already like, okay, the movie, its story itself, where momentum is dropping. All right, at least we're still here for the action, which we loved up to the first to up to the first half of the film. But that fight was so weird because that guy looked like such a badass. I couldn't mm -hmm. wait for Scott to fight that dude, and it was just like, oh, we saw fifty percent of that fight. And then when we have the rematches here, again, that's awesome. You told us the train's moving. That's amazing. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure because I know in Eliminators, he filmed on the... Um, the yeah. The, uh, right. Yeah. Um, he really filmed on there, and I, I wasn't sure if this was um, CGI or... Right. So it's cool. This, this fight was definitely a step up before the fight we're just talking about, right? Yeah. This one you could see a little bit better. But it was still shaky, and there was some something's off, man. I don't, I can't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think you nailed it. Maybe it was too choreographed. And this is where me and Matt started to bring up: ha, is the gimmick hurting the film now? Yeah, I think that. I, I think they probably should have like, you know, give give somebody like John Salvini a call, like to try to make these fights look a bit more. The more yeah. desperate, like he's fighting for his life and not doing choreography. Get you, get you, call you. <laughs> it's like, call Matt. You, you don't want me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hack. Um, but yeah, like, so I, I've been listening to interviews with James Nunn. Um, like, I think the guy's, I think the guy's fascinating. Uh, but also hearing about this, like, they literally had four hours to shoot every day. Okay. So they would have to get all their stuff, all their guns, all their weapons through TSA. Okay. 
and I they had four hours to shoot every day. So they literally made this movie in 80 hours, which is absolutely insane. It's interesting and, you say TSA because I was thinking the guns looked kind of fake, like plasticky <laughs> or shiny at times. And maybe that's why, because, you know, you, if you had metal yeah. guns, you have to get it through TSA. See, this, yeah. is, this is why I got James and Matt here. This is making a lot more sense now. I mean, it's hard to put these fights together. Everyone that's involved with this movie is extremely talented. Yes. Every filmmaker, stuntman, action coordinator, the director, everyone is talented. But again, uh, like you just said, James, just four hours to do stuff every day, yeah. probably not enough time for them. And uh, I knew, I knew there was something. I knew it. I knew there was something behind the scenes that kind of helped, that hurt. Like they needed more. They needed more polish. You know, yeah. when I interviewed when I interviewed Jude Poyer, he said he likes it when the fights are that the attackers have the intent to kill. They have yeah. the intent when it looks too much like a dance and they're going through the motions, yeah. you know, and, and unfortunately, some of the fights, not all of them, it kind of seems like they're going through the motions hurt by the very quiet sound design, which makes things sound like a little pitter patter. And I'm like, dude. Come on, man. He just gave him the biggest elbow ever. Why are we, why is this just like, come on, man. It's an action movie. Like, Absolutely. let's, let's go, man. Crank it up, man. Like, you know, and then, so, so if we're checked out of the story, we weren't there. We weren't here for the story. Let's be honest. We were here for the action anyway, but if we're really checked out of the story after the, the room of padding and being extremely disappointed that this is our villain. And yeah. by the time we got to, Michael Jai White. In the fight when they had round three. What did you think of the round three fight in the very dark warehouse or that dark room? What did you think of that, James? I thought it was decent. Um, and once again, you know, BTS. I've heard uh, Scott and Aaron basically at, like they pretty much had to um, remake that fight on the day, and they were running out of time, running out go. of everything. So yeah, they on the day we're just kind of like workshopping it because it's right. like, oh, this isn't gonna work or we don't have enough time. So right. Right. they like and meanwhile, James Nunn is just over there kind of sweating bullets, like, all right, we have to be out of here in like 15 minutes. Yeah, so we need to shoot now. This is all making sense now. This Especially is for right. one take, so everything has to be planned and you only have four hours, like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is all making sense now. Yeah. But the one of the big reasons I came that, that brought me to the dance was we were going to get a Michael Jai White Scott Atkins rematch, and oh man, I I I I hate to say this because these are two of my boys, these guys are my heroes, but I hate to say this. This is the worst fight I think they've had together. This is like this is not. Is it the best fight by default in the movie? Yeah, it's up to debate. Yeah, but. When we got to this fight, Michael J. White is literally the character they gave him. What a waste of this guy. Yeah, there was no emotional conflict. There is no emotional I We felt absolutely nothing when we came to this fight. Like, why should we care? We don't even really know who Michael J. White's character is. There was no build up to this fight. There was, no, there was, this was like, this fight was dead on arrival. And then when they start fighting, Again, something fell off, which again probably leads to you like mm -hmm. saying that they probably had to they probably had an hour to put this fight together. I mean, who knows or less. 
and, and yeah. we're just so disappointed. It's like he's just a baggage handler guy showing up in disguise, yeah. showing up because you know they you know the villains win in this one. They try to pull an Empire Strikes Back ending because they set mm -hmm. up the third one, and you know they they couldn't locate the bomb and all that. But I, I was just kind of like, dude, this is your finale fight, dude. Come on. We immediately, after we got done watching this, we we were like, you know what? Maybe the fights look like this in one shot. And we forgot. Maybe we forgave the fights looking like this in the first movie because it was like the one of the first one-take attempts, movies. So we went, we went straight to one shot, forwarded to some of the fight scenes. They like maybe James, like maybe they had more time to do the fights because you could see Scott Atkins with the knife trying to kill, trying like there's you know, they're not dancing around here. And the yeah. fight he had with the villain at the be better antagonist in the first one, obviously. Good yeah. And the fight they had, the fight he had with the antagonist, dude, they were grappling, flip, there were all this crazy shit. They're getting completely, tired. Completely, yeah, they're getting tired. Completely blows this out of the blows this out of the water, and then after this, nothing. This is nothing. We yeah. go to the we go on top. We go into the airplane, and Matt, you called off because Scott's chasing the, the female character, and Matt, you were like, "Oh, we're, here's she's gonna throw down with Scott in the airplane. Here we go. We're gonna get a martial arts too. I was like, we're gonna get a martial arts fight. She's gonna redeem herself, right? And and that doesn't happen. <laughs> and then she gets arrested. And then Scott sits there, like you said, taking a breath because we're leading up, you know, the villains win in this one and we're leading up to the third one. And right around the time when the guys come in and arrest the female character and she has this ridiculously smug look on her face and she, they, they grab, she puts her arms up on the, the thing. She puts her arms up and they, they arrest her and they're, they're turning her this way. She turns and looks at Scott all smug like and they're like, you, you're like come on, you listen to us, you know. And then she goes, I'm complying. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. What is this? <laughs> I'm complying. Maybe in the third one. Jesus like, Christ. That is fight scene ever. That, that was a choice. That was an acting choice. I, I really. So one of the, th one of the devices I love in action movies is whenever you have this one totally badass villain who will not die and they keep coming back. Like in Maximum Risk, you have that giant Russian dude who just keeps on popping up yeah. and fighting Van Damme. Yeah. I think maybe save Michael Jai White for movie number three. Right. Make that dude Aaron Tony so you kind of build up this rivalry and this yeah. dude just keeps coming back. He's like the Terminator yeah. and has to have like an amazing death scene. Like throw him into the rotors of the, of a, uh, you know, a jet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Drop drop them on a fuel tank. But, you know, that would have worked. And it really feels like they brought Michael Jai White in for marquee value, but didn't have enough time to do anything meaningful with him. And that that does hurt the movie. Yeah. Like, you know, you could have done so much more if you had just not had him there. But that's one more cool face you don't get to put on the poster. And right. that's right. one more... Yeah. That's one more line item that a, a financier doesn't have. It's a they, they had only four hours. Like they've worked together so much, so like yeah. they can do the fight scenes because they know each other. Yeah, it's it's a business. I get. I totally understand. And but Michael yeah, like, Jai White will be in the third one because his character escaped. Yeah. Uh, 
but um oh we got martial artist uh and stuntman filmmaker right here colin what's up brother he says he, he's he's totally agreeing with all our comments right here uh good to see you man yeah yeah uh but oh god dude i i i could put it this way me and matt the first half of this film guess what i guess what i told matt first half of the movie i said i really hope they make a third film oh by the by the time that movie ended i said i don't want to see a third movie (laughs) i don't unless they spend more time with it you know and polish what they need to polish take the time they need and make the third movie like amazing and i will sing the third movie's praises me and matt we will we'll all three of us oh yeah yeah oh so this is why i'm excited for movie three with okay. fingers crossed that it happens. Okay. The first movie, they had actual control of their location. They were on like a, a decommissioned military base. Okay. So they could film for 11, 12, 13 hours straight. And yeah. they that's why they were able to like, okay, their techniques weren't quite as evolved, but they were actually able to have more time. Right. So the second one, their techniques really evolved. Like this looks way more cinematic. This looks... Yeah. They're kind of doing almost Spielberg wonders. There were points when I forgot it was a one-shot movie. Yeah. So imagine these great techniques mixed with having enough time and not having to shoot everything in four hours. Okay. Movie three could absolutely be amazing if they, you know, if they don't try to get into a location they can only use for four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm still very much excited. Um, huge. I've become an, uh, a huge James Nunn fan. Yeah. Just because of the logistical hurdles he had to clear, and you oh, know, yeah. like yes, as you said, there's this movie has problems, but yeah. I'll. Uh, it's it's still kind of a miracle when you think about all the things they had to right. do. Well, every movie being made and released is a miracle, right? Yeah. <laughs> at this point <laughs> yes um but uh no i have no issues with with like i said everyone involved with this project is extremely talented okay uh not sure about this character but uh <laughs> but um again hopefully i i i'll 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 say this am i excited for a third one no <laughs> but that may help my enjoyment of it because i have zero expectations now yeah. Yeah, because remember after that trailer reaction I did, I was like, "Dude, this is, I can't, I can't, I'm losing my mind. This is so amazing, you know." Michael Jai White versus Scott Atkins, round five. Like yeah. I, I, I can't. I this, I'm, I'm losing it here, right? Uh, but you no, know, that make I'm so glad you're here, James, because that makes so yeah. much more sense now. Well, but, no, I. But what do you think of this? Matt was like, "Let's do a little bit more research." So check this. So peep this out, guys. Mm-hmm. Different cinematographer for this movie than the first wow. film. Yeah. There you That's go. That's probably it. There you go. That explains why sometimes the, the fights felt off uh, in, in terms of filming them. You know, different cinematographer than the first movie. And it's possible different editor as well. Very possible because there was it the first one or the second one didn't have the editor listed. The first one was listed, the second one wasn't. Listed. Yeah, there's no listing for an edit who edited the second movie. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, but uh yeah, yeah. So again, I still am a huge fans of these guys. I, I I hope I'm not excited for it, but I hope 
the third one is better. And please, no more room of padding. All right. No more, no more. I'm complying. Watch her give us like a great fight. Please, please. Like, no more of this. She comes out guns blazing in the third one. See, here's (laughs) I, I was telling Matt, I was like, if she, if her performance was over the top, the two things can happen in a movie like this. Two things can happen. One, she gives a legitimately great, memorable performance, or her acting so over the top that you get a good, bad entertainment yeah. vibe. You know, like you can you can enjoy it and laugh at it. Like you're like, oh man, she's going up, she's going balls to the walls acting. Like this is fun. Like we're having fun. You know, but uh, I'm complying isn't cutting it. All right, so it's time to rate this thing. So, all right, so uh, what we do, James, on the movie dojo, we uh, do two ratings. C is average, and you know you can do pluses and minuses. C is average. Uh, we rate the movie, and then we rate the action. So we'll start with Matt. One more shot. Go ahead. Movie and action. What do you give it? Movie, I'll give a C because I did like the beginning, first half. Um, and then action, I'll give like a C minus. Okay, James. I, I think I'd give the a movie plus. A, a, a plus. Not 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 quite an A plus. Um, I I would give the movie a B. Um, okay. Yeah, the room of padding really kind of the room of padding, and also just like there were little aspects of it that didn't quite work. But yeah, yeah I'm gonna agree with Matt. C minus on the action. Um, it needed to be more. It needed to be more visceral, a little bit less uh, choreographed. Right. Yes. Nailed it. It's kind of funny. I'm actually an inch higher with terms of action after all what I just said tonight. <laughs> Trashing <laughs> so, this movie the whole time. I know. I know. I'm an inch higher. Not Plot that twist. much. Not that much. <laughs> Camera zooms in. Uh, I'm going to give an action to C plus because again, uh, I, I, I when I think of C plus, it's that first half. Uh, but the movie's a C minus. Uh, it dropped the ball uh, for me. But there's tons of people out there that love and enjoy this film. And a lot of people out there that are are like James and are excited for the next one. So, hey, I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, the next one kicks ass. Ultimately, I did enjoy this movie. I did not regret watching it. Yeah, there's the the problems. But I think also my like my enjoyment extended to learning about its making and just kind of all the the logistical hurdles they had to jump through to make it. Including yeah. Scott Atkins misplacing his passport and not being able to enter the, the airport <laughs> for uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. rehearsals. Yeah, like I, like wow. I, like I was saying earlier, when once I when I find out more behind the scenes from the filmmakers themselves, I view the movie differently, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'll even change my rating if I have to. But believe it or not, this movie was a fucking D last week. <laughs> I, I had this as a D. Watch our versus episode. See how see what I how I am at the towards the end. But a couple of days have gone by. Mm-hmm. Samurai's kind of calmed down. It's the COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, hopefully the next one's good. All right. Blind War actually came out in 2022. Yeah. Uh we're getting it two years later, uh, going straight to streaming uh from the almighty Wogo USA from the Hiya channel which is amazing. Excuse me. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, plot synopsis. The film tells the story of a former SWAT captain, Dong Gu, permanently injured during a failed mission for which he took responsibility. After gradually getting out of the haze, his old enemy reappeared and, and uh, 
threat his daughter. Oh, got a little IMDb plot synopsis. Mm. I'm going to botch this director here. Uh, Su Quang Hu. I, I'm sure I botched it. I apologize. Starring the extremely underrated Andy on Matt. Matt, are you with me? Yes. Are I'm you with me on this? The extremely underrated. Now, Andy on actually has a lot of fans, but I still feel like he's he's extremely underrated. And Ways Lee, uh, this old old school veteran, is in this um, uh, bullet in the head as one of them, and a better tomorrow, of course. But bullet in the head, he really stood out for me. And extreme, talking about extremely criminal, criminally underrated John Woo movies. Yes, for the love of God. Will somebody bl put bl bullet in the head on, on Blu-ray? Blu 4K. Please. 88 films, Eureka, somebody. BD, come on, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, dude, seriously. Like, it's just, I, oh, I got it on old school DVD at this point. You know, so. It sucks because I actually did find it on Blu-ray. I think it was like a German release. And there were no English subtitles. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. I, got, I can't watch this now. What's easier to learn, Cantonese or German? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I would. I don't know. Maybe German. I don't know. I don't know. Probably German. Uh, yeah. Now, do you know any behind-the-scenes stories on this, James? Because there are parts of this movie that feel like a theatrical movie, and there's parts of this movie that feel like a straight-to-streaming movie. So, so was this straight-to-streaming? or? I, I was looking for that, and I couldn't really find a whole lot on this. But... Just based on, I, I want to say, yeah, yeah, I want to say this felt like a streaming movie, and here's it, it did, here's yeah. why: the first fifteen minutes are the best part of the whole movie, and the rest of it just cannot match it. And that's that's a very streaming thing. Like we got to manage attention spans; we got to get people past the first ten minutes. Um. So yeah, this sequence was great. Oh yeah, and the movie just could not reach that level again yeah i really enjoyed uh the opening and it's like i can see people watching this and not liking it um especially if you're going to start comparing it to modern day action movies but what i love about the film the flavor of it is is that hong kong hyperkinetic action style is still present mm -hmm. you know the way to kick doors in the way things are shot you know and I, I still enjoy that. I miss that. And I don't really know if a lot of recent Hong Kong action movies ha are, are doing movies like this now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are these are these are these on a comeback? That's that's what I want to know. Because Raging Fire, Donnie is Raging Fire should not exist. No. That's why that's that that's why that movie is its last of its kind. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I feel like you know. I wonder. You know, uh, Rick Myers always says with, uh, I think you might be right with the streaming because Rick Myers was like a lot of these type of movies that usually don't get greenlit for theater, they're sneaking past, uh, you know, uh, China and going straight to streaming, especially yeah. traditional Kung Fu movies, which are, a lot of those are like, oh, we stopped making those. No, no more releasing those in theater unless, it, unless Yip Man's in the title, right? Because we know that's going to make money. But a lot of these movies have been dodging bullets. Yeah. And now we got, especially on the Haya channel, there's tons mm -hmm. of traditional Kung Fu movies based on Kung Fu on yeah. Haya and, and Hong Kong action hyperkinetic style movies. So maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. What do you think? 
I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why Andy Owen is very underrated is this guy, he's one of the most talented action stars of his generation. Yeah. And he's basically in straight to streaming movies. This is a dude who should be, he should be where Jet Li and Donnie Yen and Jackie Chan were in the 90s and the 2000s. And that just it's like almost said, that just doesn't action. exist. Yeah, yeah, no, you nailed it. Um, I mean, look at his role and that villainous character he played in True Legend, Yuen Ping's True Legend. That is like one of the coolest villains he played, the body armor type tattoo villain. What a great fight that was. Uh, but yeah, um, he does, he, he, I I still, he's got a lot of fans, but I still think he's underrated. What's needed? um, Oh, go ahead. So basically, I still remember um, back in the day when he was doing stuff like Invisible Target, um, he caught a lot of flack because he was considered fat and lazy. And it's it's crazy to think that, right? Yeah. You look at that movie and it's like, okay, it's got like Wu Jing, it's got Nick Z, it's got Sean Yu, JC Chan. And here's like Andy Owen kind of looking like a normal dude. Yeah, that's the first Um, time I saw him, actually. I didn't realize yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's just a you know, the lazy guy who plays World of Warcraft all day." And <laughs> then I don't know what happened, what switch flipped, but now he's like ripped to shreds. He's fighting Jack, he's fighting Donnie Yen, he's fighting Scott Adkins and stuff. Like, yeah. he really is like he's fantastic. Yeah. But it's still weird to remember those days when like the press was just beating him up for, you know, not just being kind of a normal dude. And correct me if I'm wrong, he's not like um trained, like he kind of learned how to do a backflip on set. He I, I remember yeah. like, he like landed on his neck. Like he just no like way. he just goes in. That's why I have so much respect for him. Nice. The, the fact that like look at the stuff he did in special ID against yeah. Donnie is still yeah. just, and he I was mean, you don't go toe to toe with a guy like that unless you're ready. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And he was a he was like a last minute replacement too. And he still killed it because it was supposed to be Vincent Zhao was really was supposed to be that character, but they made some changes there. Uh, But yeah, love the openings. Great. Um, And uh, you know, you you have our boy Andy coming in with the SWAT team to stop these guys and he gets blinded in the fact. And this is perfect that we're doing this movie right after one more shot because we can compare female characters (laughs) and this character right here stands way way better way more you could say her acting's over the top but you will remember it you will remember it she stole this movie i I really think she stole the movie she nailed it yeah like i was i was straight up rooting for her like andy kind of plays this very square character yeah and then here's here she is like i loved the her using his blindness to basically trick him into helping her. Like that was actually really cool. That was a really neat idea. I love that they were like working together too. Yeah. Like I thought something was gonna happen at the end that I was waiting mm-hmm. for. I'm like, if they do this, this is gonna be awesome. And they yeah, don't yeah. Wait, we'll we'll get to we'll get yeah. to that disappointment. But it's funny uh. because th- we'll we'll get to Matt's one-on-one fight blue balls he's been experiencing yeah, for the finales recently. With these couple of two movies, but Matt, we're gonna get to that third movie. You're gonna be pleasantly surprised, my friend. Oh, okay. we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. All right. So, uh, yeah, he's blinded. He's done. He can't be an officer anymore. Uh, going back to Jay, uh, what James said earlier about this feels like a streaming movie. 
uh, I totally agree because this is one of these movies where it's like, just get to it. Just mm -hmm. get to it. Just get to it. Just get to it. Because I checked the time on the yeah. movie when he figured out his powers. Guess what time that was when he figured out his abilities? 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes into the movie, he yeah, already he figures like, out catching balls. Daredevil and Zatoichi style abilities. But then it was it was so weird that he kind of needed those foam like stress balls to actually activate the daredevil powers. Because otherwise he's just like an ordinary blind dude who maybe can hear a bit better. But yeah, when those yeah, yeah. when the balls are around, he has like super super hearing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. like this is this this like is one of those movies where it feels like if they had taken had, had a little bit more time to cook, a little bit more time to develop that idea, it would have been a better movie. Streaming, we gotta but, go. But yeah, like, do it. We got it's like shoot it, just shoot it now. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, I was like, wow, twenty minutes in, we're, we're already, he's already uh, <laughs> checking out his powers. Uh, but yeah, he he gets over himself because he gets into drunken depression for a while, and finally uh, becomes you know back to being a good dad. Uh, but his daughter is uh, was this a contest? Was it a competition? It was a contest, or she was supposed to perform? Yeah, with the violin. violin. Yeah, right. Uh, during that, she gets kidnapped. But uh, our girl here, uh, her boyfriend gets killed in the beginning of the movie, and she swears revenge. She's like, "The you know, every breath you take uh, is because I've allowed it, or something like gift that." To you. Yeah, yeah it's a gift right. to you. Is a Which gift. I thought was badass. I was yeah, like... man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I thought at first her revenge was kidnapping the daughter. But what you find out later, it's kind of like her rival, uh, yeah. because her and her boyfriend turned on uh, Wei's Lee's character, who they worked for. So his son is the one that uh, ended up just kidnapping the daughter, just because he's into sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, excuse me. But let's get to the worst part of the film. Let's get to the Jar Jar Binks character <laughs> of the movie. Have any of you have any of you seen? Um, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Yes. Okay. Do you? Oh, I'm I'm so happy you have, brother. Did you see the Mystery Science Theater episode? I did. <laughs> yes, you, dude. You're a fan of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, how could I not be? <laughs> we, we are brothers. We are brothers. We are. We absolutely okay. are. So this is the Droppo, the <laughs> Droppo character, as well as Jar Jar Binks character. And if you've seen Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, you'll know who Droppo is when you watch that movie. But yeah, every every uh, you, you, do you know why this guy was the co comedic? What what what, gave, what 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 tipped you off, Matt? That this guy was the comedic relief of the film. I mean, his look, the music, um, the music, and the, yeah, horrible. It was like Halloween Five when the two cops come and it's like that weird music. It was, it was like. It's like the Balkan skull thing. It's like we yeah. have to have yeah. Yeah. Rich with their theme. Yeah. Yes, yes, Balkan skull. Yeah, every time you know we have this serious action thriller, and then all of a sudden, every time this character shows up, <laughs> yeah, it's pain. I don't think I laughed once the entire film no. with this character. I I kind of tone was so. I wanted him to die. To be honest, I wanted yeah. this character to die. I mean, maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe kill him off. No, he just kept coming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, he's 
hunting Andy On's character because he's an idiot. <laughs> Big ass air quotes. Just yeah. went high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she breaks out of prison. And again, like James said, teams up uh, with our, our boy here. In disguise, she poses as a cop. Uh, Andy On's character gets uh, arrested by, by, by Droppo, but he escapes. And then they go on their adventure together to try to find the daughter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even though the opening is phenomenal, I still really enjoyed the action set pieces uh, that layered throughout this film, man. Uh, we had some great beat down right here while he's doing the great beat down. You know, she was kicking ass and taking names to a very bizarre music change. Yeah. <laughs> that was distracting. Like, why? Like, why? Because he's like, I love it. I love that part. I, I love it when they first go like, into the apartment and yeah. he's like, I smell something. And yeah. like, she's like, oh, the noise and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm so interested in these characters. And then later you find out there's a body in the closet. I'm like, yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. It's the body yeah. of the cop she's impersonating. Yeah. 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 That was have, great. I, have either of you guys ever seen the series Killing Eve? Yeah. It's no. kind of, she's kind of like Villanelle. Away, yes, exactly. just kind of that you 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 kind of root for, her, even though she'll just every so often do something just absolutely reprehensible, and then yeah. you know prove like yeah you're not somehow you're not awful, but you're still like a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah she's know, got that vibe, and that made yeah. her like so interesting, and, but also kind of made the ending piss me off a lot. Me too. I, yeah. I think we have the yeah. same. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get to that. We'll get to that. But the only thing that would have made her character stand out more was she, she needed a line of her saying, I'm complying. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we get some great one-on-one -on -one action here. Yeah. I really enjoyed this fight. The it's only a... thing that the only thing that I was like confused <clears throat> was they're fighting in the apartment and then he jumps out of the window <laughs> with the rope. <laughs> With the rope, <laughs> swings down, and then he goes back up the elevator and continues and the fight. And then they finish the fight. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I thought maybe, like, that would have made more sense if the villain had a gun. And yeah. he was like, oh, shit, I'm jumping out of the window, right? But that was kind yeah. of... He's <laughs> blind. He's doing this blind. It, it kind of made me wonder, it's like, okay, he did this. He's blind. He might know how many floors down he is. But does he know how to read Braille yet? Like, how many floors did he try before he got to the bad guy floor? It's like, okay, I, I can smell him. He's here. Um, I felt like they could have ended the fight without that. Like, that would have yeah. been better. Like, yeah. if I, he yeah. finds a way to use the rope and attach it to the elevator. Yeah, hang. Like, he jumps out, but he hangs, the, he breaks the guy's neck or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, they needed him to for information, find the daughter. It was all a ruse. And then... Uh, you know, just kind of speed speedballing to the finale here. I I enjoyed the finale. I, I thought it was entertaining. Me too. I uh, love it when big, she grabs big, the shotgun and she like tours her hair and she has like all black. I was like, oh yeah, badass. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get some good body count at the end. He was like, yeah, it was kind of filmed in dark areas, but you can for the most part see the action. And especially when you're not expecting a big body count, I I was satisfied. Yeah. Of course, do we want more? Of course. Uh, but you know, even like, like, there you go. There's that badass outfit, Matt. She was throwing down, doing some cool stuff, but let's get to the disappointment. The, the Matt Merritt blue balls, all these action movies recently coming out and they don't give you a great one-on-one -on -one in finale fight blue balls. Um, 
And this one have been so cool because the whole movie they're working together. So I'm like, yeah, you could do something but, really cool here. But visually, they set it up when you have her, you know, kind of holding the chain where she's dangling his daughter, and she wants to try to kill his daughter in front of him to get revenge. But you have that one shot visually where she jumps down the staircase and she does the superhero landing and she looks at him. I'm like, oh, they're about to throw down. <laughs> yep. Here we go. This is you can't just do the superhero landing and get up looking all badass. Well, and you don't, look and up you don't, and you don't fight. Yeah. So that was a big disappointment was they didn't fight, um, which is weird. But uh, I mean, for a straight to streaming movie, uh, I enjoyed it. I I was entertained by it, despite the odd soundtrack score changes, mm-hmm. and despite uh, this motherfucker, <laughs> um, fucking horrible. Uh, I was entertained by it. So, uh, Matt, what do you give? Why, oh, excuse me, <laughs> Blind War, the movie and action. What do you give it? Uh, the movie, it's hard because I didn't enjoy it until the end. I guess I'll do a C plus. I want to say B minus, but if it gave me that final fight, I would win the A plus. Um, so yeah, I'll say C plus for the movie and the action. C. Okay, James. So I I was not F minus. Yeah, I was not super high on this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it like a D. Okay. Because yeah, I just it yeah, it moves fast, but it felt like a lot of the ideas there, like these are good ideas, but they're all half-baked. Like they've never mm. really they needed more time. Why does this dire why is the daredevil power activated by stress balls hitting hitting surfaces? Um, so yeah, a D for the movie. I would give the action kind of a B minus. Okay. Because, uh, right. yeah, yeah like solid. it was, what what was there was well shot. It was well done. Andy is great as always. And like the, the, the evil, like the, the evil killer girl who yeah. told, like, who totally should have been in one more shot instead of, you know, exactly. Um, she was great. Like, yeah. I think that they got some really good performers and got some really good, like, action coordinators. But yeah, it sucks. They kind of like blew yeah. their, they, 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 they blew out the whole thing in the first 15 minutes and like, and then you can't really, Talk you can't really like match that. Nothing they did in the rest of the movie was up to that. And I think if they had started a little bit more modest and built mm, up, built up, then to we it. really did need a, a, a real final fight. Right. Copy um, that. Copy that. All right. That was, yeah. All right. D from James. Copy that. All right. Now this is going to seem rather high for me, but there's a reason this I'm rating this movie high. I watched this right after one more shot. <laughs> so I'm giving Blind War a B and I'm giving the action a B plus because I literally watched this right after one more shot. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, well, when I when I revisit and watch this, the score will probably be lower. Uh, hmm. But I, I, I enjoyed myself. Now, let's get to the big one, baby. The mm-hmm. B keeper. Yeah. Uh, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as the Beekeepers. Uh, directed by David Ayer, starring Jason Statham. That's right. And so many other... Oh, dude, fucking scars in this, bro. We got Jer- the great Jeremy yes. Irons in uh, this. That was a surprise. I didn't know he was in this. Uh, Joss Hutcherson plays a great douchebag that you want to see die. Uh, I'm trying to find the, the the female cop actress. Georgia Goodman 
plays Detective Marquez. Yeah, she did a good job. Everybody did a great job in this. But, dude, oh, my goodness. All I have to say, and I'm sorry I'm late with this review, guys. It's called Work Schedule and Life. <laughs> <laughs> work Schedule and Life. If you, guys are, if you guys always ask me, why are you late with this review? Work Schedule and Life. But uh, we are here. That's right. And thanks again, James, for being patient and uh, having us to reschedule this. But let me tell you something, son. <laughs> no, the beekeeper scratches the action itch, baby. And not only am I happy for the success of this film, and I'm happy it's got a huge Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Fuck the critics. I'm happy for Jason Statham, especially coming off Expendables 4. It's not his fault. He's an actor. He's you remember after Expendables 4, after I sent you that fight scene, I'm yeah. like, I want Statham to be in movies like Safe or Transporter. Like, I need that. What happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah, you got and your the wish. Then the trailer for this came out like a day later. You're like, yeah, it was like Statham heard your Jason <laughs> Statham heard your cry, Matt. He's like, I got, I got you, I got you, right? Uh, not only am I really happy for Statham, and a lot of, I think this is his highest rated movie. Um, that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that we enjoy it, right? Hmm. Us action movie fans, only we mm -hmm. count. Only we count. Now, I'm actually more happy for David Ayer. Me too. Yes. Because I am so tired of this guy getting shit upon and blackballed and blacklisted and all this shit because of his botched Suicide Squad movie that, that wasn't was even edited. his version. Yeah, it was edited by an editing trailer company. It wasn't even his version of the movie, which apparently his version of the movie, the test screenings, the audience cheered and clapped. Yep. Apparently that happened. So it's not even his movie, his version. And I and people just shit all over that movie. Now, Bright was a fantasy buddy cop movie. For Netflix. That's all I wanted. And the yeah, action really in that was great. The action in that was great. People shit on Bright. They're like, oh, it has lazy world building. It's a fantasy buddy cop movie. <laughs> what do you want? He, uh, uh, Joel Edgerton was a uh, not a, was a goblin he troll. Orc. He was a, what was it? I think he was an orc. Orc. He's an orc. Okay. All right. I he thought the act, I thought the action in Bright was great. I thought Bright was an entertaining fantasy action buddy cop movie. You know, but ever since Suicide Squad, man, people are like, oh, another David Ayer movie. Oh, another David Ayer movie. I, I, I've been saying forever, and we may do a review, Matt. Street Kings is one of the most underrated oh, crime yeah. action dramas ever, starring your boy, John Wick. And there's so many people don't even know Street Kings exist. Street Kings is great. Fury was great. All right. So. You know, I'm I'm more happy for Statham. Statham, he's the, he's a legend, but I'm more happy for David. Yeah. Now this will give him more opportunity, and he won't be known as the Suicide Squad guy. So Until let's these are not you know superhero movies or Warner Brother mm -hmm. movies. Yeah. There we go. This is best film since Training Day. I love Fury. There you go. Yeah. Kevin knows mm -hmm. what's up. Yeah. So oh, I was in the theater watching this, Matt. And I had a big smile on my face, and I was sitting there watching the movie. And guess what went through my head? Guess what went through Samurai's head, guys? I'm looking at the movie, and I'm going, this is why we love action movies. Mm -hmm. This is this. This is why we love martial arts films, and we love the 
action cinema in general. This is why. Because when they're done well and they're great, you have that satisfaction. I was getting satisfied throughout this whole movie. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't like, well, that fight kind of sucked. But this fight at the end was good. None of that. None of that the entire film. Uh, but it was just so satisfying. It just makes me ah! It makes me go, nah! Yeah, you know, sense. like, fuck yeah! You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I felt watching this movie. I was just like, oh, it's just so good and great to be an action movie fan, a martial arts movie fan. And to each his own, but there's a lot of people out there that don't like martial arts movies, they don't like action movies. To each his own, that's fine. But I'm so happy to be a part of this community. And uh, yeah, man, I love the film. But go ahead, James. Uh, so, yeah, Matt, I think Matt has not seen this. This room, yeah. but Matt doesn't <laughs> oh, mind. Matt doesn't yeah. mind spoilers. Matt doesn't. No, mind spoilers. I, it's, it's all good. It's a Jason. Yeah, don't Matt, don't sleep on this movie. This movie's like it's such a fun movie. But yeah, like it's also like written by Kurt Wimmer, the man who gifted us Equilibrium. So this movie's got some pedigree to it. Yeah, some, and like Jason, uh, Jason Marinas was the fight guy. So basically do from close range, but getting the choreograph for Statham. And I'm not going to lie. I think that his style works better with Statham than it did with Atkins. Because Atkins is like, you know, you know, he's very athletic, very just like big moves. His punches are huge. His kicks are huge. Statham is built like a bull. And when yeah. he hits people in this movie, you feel it. Like, yeah. I can't remember the last. It, the, it's the polar opposite of one more shot where. You know, the hits kind of felt a bit weak, didn't have great sound design. This, like, you see Statham slap a dude. It's like it took five years off the guy's life. That's how hard he hits in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at, there's tons of guys. I'm looking at the stunt list. It's too many, too many people to give a shout yeah. out to. You know what? I'm going to do this just for fun. Just because I have the legends here. I'm just gonna do just this. pick a random guy and just call him out. <laughs> no, I'm just going to, oh. I'm just going to show the whole list right here. Yeah. <laughs> So all of these legends here, Samurai Guy, James, and Matt, we're giving you guys the shout-out to all of these extremely talented stunt performers, action directors, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for your hard work. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it was it was awesome seeing Creed's mom yeah. uh, in the film. Yeah, Felicia Rashad was is always great, and it was, it was cool and a little heartwarming. They had this connection, and, you know, his character, only at this one moment throughout the film, his character almost came to tears. If you watch it again, before he walks away, he's he's getting emotional because he goes, no one ever took care of me before. You know, and she's like literally the only one that's ever shown any sympathy or took care of him. Uh, but let everybody know, James, uh, what he's doing there on her property and, and whatnot and their relationship. So he is actually just renting space from her in the barn where basically he raises bees and the movie opens with him taking out a nest of murder hornets uh, yeah. and electrocuting the crap out of them, which is a very, very cool thing to see. But yeah, like the, his character in this is actually really, I thought was his character was really interesting because this guy, he's not just like indiscriminate killing machine. Right. He's really, really selective and he gives people this, Gives all these people this opportunity, like, don't you don't have to do this. We don't have to. It doesn't have to go this way. And you know, some cases people just like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to fight this guy. But 
if they decide, okay, I'm going to stick around and, you know, try to kill you, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll cut your hand off with a bandsaw. He'll, he'll like bi bisect you using an elevator. Like the kills in this movie are absolutely gnarly, but you also know, like, yeah, all these guys kind of have, they kind of all deserve it. Like they're genuinely bad people. That's how you and do so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, we got a fan here. Yes. Oh, besides yes. me and Matt. I see what you I did there. See I see what you did there, Kevin. It's a crime. <laughs> I see I see what you did there. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, you nailed it, James. It's he's such an interesting character, but you know, we know fraud happens all the time. You have identity yeah. theft and and people get their money stolen. But to see it in real mm -hmm. time. When they were stealing uh, Felicia Rashad's money, what's her what's her character name? Let me go back here. Uh, uh, I'll go back to it. Um, let me see. I keep calling her Felicia Rashad. <laughs> let me see. Actually, Emin Raver Lamp Lamp Man is Agent Verona Parker. I think she's the she's the daughter. Yeah, she's for. I got the I named the wrong actress earlier. Uh, Eloise Parker. When you see in real time how they're just really conning her out of her life says out of her life savings matt she saved up two million dollars for charity gone Damn, everything man. she owed was gone and before they parted ways she invited him back later that night for dinner and when he showed up later that night unfortunately she took her own life uh but the daughter who's an fbi agent is like really suspicious on statham and she kind of hunts him throughout the film what I really enjoyed uh, was, you know, the audience is asking this question. Why is she hunting him if he's actually doing good? And I love how they, they actually bring that up in the movie. When her, when her partner goes, you know, if he's in the right, you, if, if you think he's in the right and he's taking these bastards down, why don't you just let it happen? You know, he avenged your mom for Christ's sake. Like, why are we, why are we going after that? And she answers that question. She's like, well, I, I just can't stand by, you know, there still has to be law. So I'm glad the movie kind of brought it up. Yeah. You know, the audience is thinking it the whole time. Like, why is she yeah. chasing this guy? Uh, but uh, which brings us to the really cool ending, which made me like the character uh, a lot more, which we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, after this, uh, he, he he's retired. And he's all like, he makes some phone calls. He's like, all right, I need to find out who these douchebags are. I loved, I loved his character throughout the whole movie with just oh, yeah. Matt. This character literally just walks right up to the <laughs> to the enemy. Like he just walks like right up to the enemy. And he's like, he's like, like, uh, sir, you have no appointments here. You're gonna have to move your truck and leave. He's like, actually, I'm here to burn the building down. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and he, he does it all the time like when he walks up on this SWAT this FBI SWAT team is literally like no there's no back exit if there was I would have taken that like yeah. and then proceeds to kick their asses yeah. like this is just like God, how ballsy is this guy he's like walks up on people and because he, he's just kind of a normal looking dude he's kind of like dressed normally yeah 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 Awesome. But yeah, that, that I love. I love that. It's it's such a refreshing take on a, usually your action antihero, you know. Which is one of the one of the scenes I love about Equalizer Three was Denzel's. Sorry, spoilers. Denzel's character wouldn't wait for them to retaliate. 
he literally, after he has a confrontation, he literally just goes after them and kills them. And I'm like, why doesn't more action heroes do this? Like, he's like, he's like, he has a dialogue with the main villain. And the villain's like, I'll be back and you're going to get yours. And Denzel's like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Right? No. Denzel's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to your house that night. And I'm taking out everybody. It's like, why do more action heroes do that? You know, but it's it's nice. That was a refreshing take too. But yeah, he beats the shit out of everyone. Oh, so satisfying. Humiliates the workers, makes them reap uh, what they sow, and just like this great fight. Love the cinematography. Love the music. And uh, he blows up the building. So <laughs> yeah, but um, so good. I think one of my favorites is. Uh, this guy that's on the left, on the left of Statham's character, <laughs> dude, were you busting up laughing like me when Statham tied him to a truck and then launched his ass over the bridge? Because <laughs> you, you see remember, his body. You see his body. This is the dude who was ripping off Eloise. Yes. And we watched him do it. We watched him prey on her like sympathy and her kindness. So this is one of the most satisfying kills in the whole movie. It's because Yes, this this guy deserved that. Yeah, I can't, apparently he also had mob connections. Yeah, so just just an overall did. bad person. Yeah, yeah, like uh, um, uh, yeah. Key word, satisfying. Satisfying is the mm -hmm. key word tonight. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, he's going out taking everybody. He's taking out everyone now. He's working his way up to the queen, and the queen bee. And I like that little uh, that little uh, foreshadowing when she's reading the the beekeeper book and she's learning about bees and she's what do you remember what she says which ends up happening later oh, the, the, the the queen killer the queen killer yeah. uh, is the guy who is the bee that actually goes to kill the queen because the queen bore a what was it um ah she spawned yeah. an inferior inferior male -ish. right yeah so that's apparently a thing matt so i'm like oh i yeah. see what you're doing movie I see what you're doing. So he's working his way up and, and more great action. Uh, elevator shafts, cutting people in half. Uh, uh, but yeah, a couple of times she does get close. She's got some balls, this character. Uh, she, a couple of times she got she got close to getting them, but he's the fucking beekeeper. <laughs> and man, we get some really great action working his way up. And here's the big spoiler, Matt. Uh, the the sons, the son who's in, caused all this mess, uh, Jeremy Irons' character is kind of, he's like an ex-CIA. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling from the trailer. Where yeah. He, was, he didn't want to get involved, but the, the, the queen told him to get involved. Uh, but you find out the big reveal later is that the son's mother is the president of the United States. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we go, there's so many parties like, we got to shut this shit down, you know. Uh, I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave some things out, Matt. Uh, when he gets up to uh, the queen, I won't go into too much. But Matt, Matt, one on you one, get, you get a one on one, son. You get a one on one. James, talk about this fight, James. Ron What happened? This guy, this guy, reminded me like South African Ron Perlman. Yeah, like <laughs> he has that perfect face for it, and mutton chops and everything. Oh. So many memorable looking villains in this. Even the the gas station assassination attempt with that girl that showed up with the crazy mm -hmm. hair. She's just got a Gatling gun in her back truck, or back of her pickup truck. I mean, Matt, this is your movie. 
This movie's made for you. Okay, awesome. you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. Highly a one-on-one. But but he actually has a a, a earlier one-on-one, uh, earlier briefly. Cool. Uh, but uh, this is the main one. Um, hard hits, Matt. Oh. Violent. And guess what I love the most? Not just how it's shot and the sound design and the hits and everything. Guess what I love the most about this fight, Matt? He gets no, hit. no music. Oh, good. So no music during this whole fight, and you feel the hits even more, man. And that dude, this dude's fucking nuts. This dude, yeah, this, you stab this dude, he's still coming. Like he's yeah. the one guy who might actually be able to take down State though, yeah. this whole movie. Yeah, so there you go, Matt. There you go. You got one this year so yes. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or if you watch I, Lost, or if you watch Lost Phoenix on Tubi. <laughs> Because with that talk, talk, talk about like good like actual end fights. Yeah, I did. That. I made sure that I made sure to do that. Yeah. But fun so fact fun. about this dude, um, uh, in, in one in um the beekeeper, he was supposed to be in one shot, but he this guy, didn't, yeah, that guy, he didn't. But they cast somebody else. So then when it came time to do part two. James Nunn reached out to him again for another role in one more shot. Something happened. Somebody got somebody else got cast, and so I guess Nunn, the Beekeeper, premiere in London, and met this dude for the first time. And it's like, if we make a third one, you will be in it. Period. Oh, it's gonna dude. happen. I would. I would love to watch guy can fight him. J- James, don't, don't, awesome. James, James, stop getting me excited for the third one one shot movie. <laughs> I, 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 Dude, stop, I will stop not it. rest. I will not rest until you hashtag one more shot, one last shot. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Hey, hey, like I said, if it's if it's a lot better than the second one, I'll sing its praises for sure. If that girl gets um, that <laughs> character gets killed at the beginning <laughs> gruesomely, her, I'm in. Right, right at the beginning, they got the first five seconds. Yeah, right at the beginning, they got to kill her off quick. Um, boom. That's it. Done. Like Joker from Batman. Bob Gunn. That's it. Yeah, this Batman. this movie was just so damn fun. Dude. Like from start to finish, it is it is easily top three Statham. Um, just no question. Oh, and I yeah. can't. I really hope it, it keeps on doing well. It keeps on making money because I really want to see more stories like this. David, the Harris, cool thing, yeah. Do you, uh, do you think we got a new franchise starting, James? It's honestly kind of it did well. Feels, it feels like an action franchise for the 2020s because this dude's all about like, yeah, the system's broken, things are messed up, there's people yeah. taking there's bad people taking advantage of good people. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, those kind of stories resonate, especially right now. So I could see I'd, I'd watch a trilogy of these. Oh yeah. Uh always when villains get theirs, it's just so satisfying. And we love these, you know, either the either they're vigilante movies. Or the, martial arts revenge films or like samurai films, western thing. westerns, you know, once upon a time in the West, you know, anytime an annoying kid from the Hunger Games get it finally. Yeah, and even even he was perfectly casted, right? As like the douchebag. He was, he was oh. such a great douchebag. <laughs> Jeremy Irons was so good in this movie. Yeah, like I was impressed. Like the act if it's an action movie, but the story is good. The acting is good. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. Like this is, this is the kind of thing that we used to get all the time in the nineties to the point where like, Oh yeah, we could totally see this great action movie. Be like, eh, 
it's all right because we got like eight other great ones this week. Exactly. You know, we we could be we didn't know how good we had it, and now yeah. we see movies like this. Like we need to champion this movie. We it seems like it's, it was brutal. Like like Rick yeah. Myers says, "Show the fucking blood." Yeah, show the blood. Yeah. yeah, that's right. James this is nailing blood. it. James is nailing it tonight. That's right. Oh man, but yeah, uh, it's time to rate this. Only me and you can rate it, James. <laughs> um, um, movie and action for the beekeeper. Know what uh, I mean? Know what I mean? Movie, movies an A, actions an A plus. Nice. This is nice. the best Statham fights. Nice. This is what Samurai guy is going to give it a D minus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm giving the movie an A, and I'm changing my rating right now to action A plus, baby. I'm changing it to an A plus. Movie A, action A plus. I can change it at the last second. It's my chair. Allowed to. Well, not to change the graphic. <laughs> I'd like a... as long as you hear what I have to say. There it's we like go. Scribble plus <laughs> A plus A plus from Kevin. Oh yeah, it's just again. I'm seeing Thursday there. So nice, yeah, dude. Yeah. Again, this movie was a gift. Birthday. It's my birthday gift to myself. James nailed it again. This movie is a gift. Uh, again, like I was in theater, like this is why we're fans. This is why we're fans, and we will always be fans. But yeah, man, this was awesome. Thank you. I'm surprised we uh, got through three movies in an hour and 26. Yeah. I was thought we were going to be three hours, an hour per movie. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, I think, unless you guys could talk about one more shot, I think that was like it's like this is, it sucked. <laughs> it's like it was it was like so great and then fell off a cliff. And that was a room of padding. Crazy. It went faster than the room of padding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But this was uh, always an honor to hang out with these guys, these legends. And James, I would love to do more movie reviews with you and movie discussions. Oh, definitely, whenever, man. Wow. whenever you're free, brother. Remember, guys, on Tubi right now, Lost Phoenix. Check it out. This movie is legit, Matt. Check it out, and make sure you guys type up in the YouTube is Rage Peaks at Night, the award-winning series. That's right. You got to catch up, and uh, Matt has more to yeah, come. Man. The saga continues, baby. That's right. And hey, if you're new here and you enjoyed yourself, hopefully. Samurai guy made you laugh. Uh, go over it. Go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. All that good stuff. Become a channel member. The prices have dropped. Perks have increased. So we have more fun here. So make sure you guys check it out. Hit that join button above so you can see the perks there. And uh, me and Matt will be doing more exclusive content uh, whenever we get some free time. Yeah. <laughs> exclusive reviews just for the channel members uh, and patrons. Uh, but yeah, y'all know what you need to do. Follow. Check the links in the description box below. Follow James, that's right, on Instagram. Follow Matt, Key4 Production Son. Continue to follow them on their filmmaking journey. And uh, keep watching action movies and martial arts. Love it. Share it. Support it. Even, even one shot three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it'd be funny? You know it'd be funny? My review's like, it's going to be in the thumbnail. James was right. That's going to be in the thumbnail. But yeah, uh, keep supporting it, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. And don't forget, Wednesday, Action Film Autopsy with Rick Myers. We're going to be hanging out Wednesday at 5 o'clock. So more action to discuss. All right, guys. Love you. Take care. Keep four.